What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Goal Line Podcast. I am your host, as always, Russell Goddard. And I know right now we're just on the one show a week, which just until NFL free agency starts coming along. But this show is going to be a little bit shorter today. Just a little short, brief show. Hit on some big things. Uh, Unfortunately, I had to put down one of my dogs this morning, so I'm not in the biggest talking mood. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you would, you know, be in the same boat. A dog is your family. You know, you, you have uh, you have them in your house. They, they, they're, they're there for years. You feed them. You pet them. You play with them. And uh, she was a, a beautiful, beautiful puppy that lived a long life. Very happy, happy, very healthy. Um, well, not healthy towards the end, but she was fat and happy. She, if, if she was a queen back in the medieval times, I'm telling you, she'd be one of the happiest queens because she was just nothing but fat and happy. Um, but unfortunately, we lost her this morning. So... Sorry, sorry with the you know to bum anybody out out there. Uh, I'm sorry about that, but let's flip gears here and let's just dive into some of this big football stuff of the week. So the biggest news, other than the NFL Combine, which is definitely what I wanted to lead this podcast off with, I just wanted to talk about the Combine a little bit. It's from the first to the seventh that I'm recording this uh, at noon on a, on the third. So, you know, we've got four more days of the combine. I don't want to start with the combine. But this guy will not go away. He will not stop. And it's just getting ridiculous. And we're going to start with Kyler Murray, the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, who is clearly not a football player. And I've I've said this before. I've ranted about this, that he is an MLB player. But Kyler Murray released the statement through his agent in this very weird third party letter that was so unbelievably godly long. And in the first paragraph of this statement that Kyler Murray's agent released in this really weird third, you know, kind of, kind of point of view of Kyler, but he's not talking. It's, it's just weird. It talks about his stats in the first paragraph talks about his stats doesn't say anything about the team or anything. It says that, oh, Kyler was drafted to a three, two-win team. He's helped them, you know, reach the playoffs. And each season's been improved. And this is his passer rating and yards and blah, blah, blah. You start off your the statement you're releasing to get more money with your stats. That's Kyler is just an MLB player. He is all about his at-bats. He gives no fucks unless he's at the plate. He doesn't care about anybody else. Doesn't seem like he cares, gives a shit about half of his teammates. I, clearly doesn't. He says he cares about the community in Arizona. What have you done, bro? You haven't done shit. You've lived here for fucking almost four years. You haven't done dick. Devin Booker has done more for this community than you ever will. What are you doing? I'm so over Kyler Murray. I'm done. Red flags galore. I, I just drama queen. Leadership question marks. Small frame. We've seen him late in the season. Not be good and get banged up. Struggle really heavily in the season. But yet... The first thing that he talks about in this statement, in the first paragraph, is your stats. But when you come 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 November, December, and January, you're ass cream, buddy. You are ass cream. You're terrible. It's just terrible. And yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals extend both Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime until 2027. They gave both of them. They gave Cliff Kingsbury an extension. Cliff Kingsbury, who has not won a big game in this league. The biggest game that Cliff has won against the Rams week four. Week four. Guess what happens when you played him again? You got your ass kicked. 
And then they smashed you in the playoffs. It wasn't even close. But Cliff Kingsbury get, get, gets an extension to 2027? The Cardinals are in trouble. The Arizona Cardinals are in more trouble than I think any team in the league. And that includes the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, all those teams. Because you just extended a quarterback, I mean, a, a coach, that I don't think can coach. You extended a GM that's now on his fourth, uh, third head coach, and would be his fourth if they were to fire him. Ne no way that neither one of these guys are here till 2027. I bet both guys get fired either at the end of the, uh, probably after end of next year. Because you don't fire somebody the year after you extend them. You don't do that. So the Cardinals are going to fire Cliff or, or Steve Kime at the end of this year, even if they only win seven or eight games. But they're not going to pay Kyler. But, are, I mean, fuck, maybe, are they? Shit, I don't know. They just fucking extended Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. Kyler, I would not pay you. There is not, there is not a pay cut that you could tell me that you would take that I would give you. I don't want you on my team anymore. I am so over Kyler Murray. Bro, they're not going to pay you. Why would they pay you? You haven't done shit. Look at, let's look at Lamar Jackson. Pretty much was in the same boat last year, right? But, oh wait, I'm sorry, that's right. Lamar won an MVP his second year. Lamar's been to the playoffs multiple times. Like, Lamar is one of the, is probably the greatest quarterback running the football that we have ever seen. One of the greatest runners ever in the history of this game. Now, Kyler, sure, buddy, you're talented. And, and no one's going to argue that you're not. And in your statement, you're trying to make it seem like everyone wants to say that you're a scrub. Like you're some type of bum. You're not a bum, dude. Nobody says that. No one's arguing that you fucking suck. No, you're very talented and we can all see it. But you're an egotistical asshole. You're a kid who hasn't been humbled a day in his life and needs to be. I'll humble you real quick, buddy. Let's go. Strap up. Let's do an Oklahoma drill. Let's go, buddy. I'll humble your ass. This is my, and I'm, and I, yeah, I'm extra pissed because I'm a Cardinals fan and this dude's dicking around. Keep this shit in house. Why do you got to release statement after statement and say this shit? You drama queen. This is fucking bogus, man. This guy is an MLB player trying to play football and the Cardinals. Honestly, I would not be surprised if they just bend over and take it. That's probably what's going to happen. They're probably going to bend over and take it, pay him. I wouldn't be surprised if he holds out. If he does not get a contract extension come August, would anybody be surprised if Kyler Murray just holds out? I wouldn't be. I don't give a fuck. Let's play Colt McCoy. Let's let the Texas boy ride a whole season. Can we know why? Because then we could trade Kyler or just fucking cut him, have the number one pick overall again, and guess what? We'll draft Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, bitch. How about that, Kyler? Suck it. <laughs> and then once again, let's talk combine. No, let's not. Let's real quick back it up. Instead of talking combine and actually what matters... Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, it is reported now that Aaron Rodgers wants $50 million a year. No matter where he goes, that's what he wants. $50 million a year. So to me, it's pretty clear that Aaron Rodgers only cares about money at this point. He does not care about winning. He does not care about Super Bowls. He does not care. I don't even think, honestly, he even cares where he ends up as long as it's a place he wants to live, right? Denver or maybe Vegas or anywhere on the West Coast. I don't I don't know. But he does not care because he wants to win because he wants 50 million dollars. 50 million. The Packers released a statement 2 days ago saying that they were ready to make Aaron Rodgers a 2-year deal to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. So don't you think those two kind of mix? Aaron says he wants 50 million dollars. The Packers say he's going to make him pay the highest paid quarterback in the league. 
Well, if you look at the quarterbacks, there are multiple quarterbacks with this year with a 40, 41, 42 million dollar cap hit. So, Aaron, if like Packers are offering you two years, $45 million a year, are you going to say no? Because why haven't you signed this deal yet then? Why isn't anything broke? And I know on my last pod, I said, I'm just going to not talk about Aaron until he makes a decision. But then the Packers released this statement and Aaron released a source says Aaron wants $50 million. I, I mean, is Aaron, do I believe Aaron Rodgers is worth $50 million? Yes, he is. He, Tom Brady's worth $50 million. Joe Montana would have been worth $50 million. Patrick Mahomes is probably worth $50 million. Josh Allen's not quite there yet, but he's probably going to be worth $50 million in the next couple of years. Yeah, but you don't win if you're making $50 million. Did we not all see? Did we not all see the blueprint with Tom Brady? He took less money year in and year out and said, just put the pieces around me that you can. Stack our defense. We want to win championships. Like, Aaron, don't you want to win, bro? Like, don't, does winning matter at all to you? Like, why not? Why not a three-year or how about a four-year where where something where you get, I don't know, 36, you know, 32 to $36 million a year. Why can't you do that? What what, what really difference is it to you, Aaron? You'll have a better chance to win a Super Bowl. You could stay with the Packers. They can pay Devontae. They can get pieces around. You have a chance to win a Super Bowl, another ring, and you get paid outside of the league. You don't need all your money from the league. No. Fuck. I mean, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, LeBron James, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods have all made more money off of the field, course, court, wherever, than they have on it. Aaron, and I'm, I'm don't get bullshit, Aaron, with your discount double check commercials for State Farm. They're not giving you $100 million or whatever it is. And you need $50 million, bro? A year? Listen, money's all relative, and once you live a lifestyle, I understand it. You want to be Phil Mickelson and just, you know, uh, gamble every fucking place you go in private jet. I understand that. I'm never going to live that kind of life, more than likely, and I get that you do. But, dude, don't you want to win, man? Doesn't, don't you want to win, Aaron? $50 million, obviously, the Packers are going to give you two years, two years, $100 million? Two years, $100 million. Well, what about Devontae Adams, buddy? He's just, he's, I, I just... If this is all, if this is all it, if Aaron really, like, Aaron wants $50 million a year, so maybe the Packers don't want to go up to 50, but the Packers released a statement saying they will. They're ready to make, you know, sources say they're ready to make Aaron Rodgers a two-year deal, making him the highest paid quarterback in the league. So why haven't you signed it yet then? Why are we not on the dotted line as we speak? You can get your money that is guaranteed because I would just give you I would probably just give you three years, $30 million, or maybe four years, $30 million, all guaranteed. Fuck the contract. Fuck the move and the money. I will give you guaranteed money every single year. Much like Tom Brady took $25 million the first year and $25 million the second year in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady made $50 million and won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. You ever think Aaron Rodgers is going to do that again? He's going to make $50 million, probably in one year, but he won't win a Super Bowl. I just... Do you not want to win, man? I know I say this a lot of times. Like, I question, does Aaron Rodgers really want to win? Does he really, you know, does he have it? Does he just give up? Yeah. This is telling me yes. 100% yes. It's just outrageous. Go and win, man. Go and be a legend. I, I don't care. You can tell me all you want that Aaron Rodgers is a legend. He's not. Aaron Rodgers is not a legend. Aaron Rodgers is a great NFL player. 
Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players to ever throw a football. But you're not an NFL legend. Buddy, just come on. Just go try to win. I want to see you try to win. $50 million a year. What the fuck? All right, so let's talk a little combine action. Combine is March 1st, March 7th. And I talked about it on my last podcast. They're getting away with all that bubble shit. It's going to be as normal. And I was watching uh, Scott Pioli. Scott Pioli is a one-time general manager of the New England Patriots. Won multiple Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. Went on to have an additional career in front offices around the league. And now, pretty much, is just he's a reporter. And he writes his book. He wrote a great book on on Patriots Dynasty. And I was watching some Scott Pioli. And it was like an interview of him kind of just laying down how the groundwork was really going down on the combine with the Patriots. And the Patriots are just, bang, Bill Belichick. It's just everything is to a T on a rhythm. We're doing all of it. Boom. Okay. It's, it's, it's no fucking around. It's no this. It's no that. Then Pioli was saying he's the uh, one out of the 32 teams that are just banging their heads against the table at the combine. All other 31 teams, guess what? They're having a good time. It's kind of, it's kind of a laid back fuck around week for a lot of these coaches and GMs. They get to meet each other, get to talk. They go out and get smashed at night. You know, I mean, Mike Vrabel on the first night, I guess, you know, he was out at a bar, him and his coaches, and they, they were just getting, living it up, getting hammered. I, that's I, there's nothing wrong with that. And it was, well, why aren't they watching the players? We need linemen. We need safeties. Guess what? The combine, they're going to watch these guys work out again at their pro day. If they really like them, they've studied their tape, they'll watch the video of the combine. Maybe they'll have a guy or two that they're really interested on, like a Kyle Shanahan, watch a quarterback, so on and so forth. But for the most part, they get to watch the all these guys work out again at their pro day. So the combine is not... Everyone thinks that the combine is where guys make make or break the draft. Where you really... And occasionally, depending on your numbers and your position, that can happen. Uh, Becton, a couple years ago, the, 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 the tackle for the Jets. He ran... He's like 400 pounds. And he, he, he just put up ungodly numbers at the, the combine. And he just jumped up people's draft boards. That's fine. But they're going to watch you again at your pro day. They don't need to see you watch the 40 yard. They don't need to watch you run the 40. They don't need to watch you throw balls or catch balls. They got the tape on you. They got their guys on you all day. They've done the work on you. They're going to watch the film. So the combine is really a place for the coaches. It's kind of a laid back, unless you're the New England Patriots. It's kind of a laid back. You get a buffet, get a nice spread up in your booth. You watch the guys. You fuck around with other guys in the league. And really, what this week really is, it's not so much about the combine. It's about free agency. Free agency is about to open up. I think, what is it? What are we, like seven days away? Not eight, eight, nine days away from free agency starting? What these guys are doing in there when they're combine booth, they're going through and they're saying, hey, we need a corner. JC Jackson's on the market. Stephon Gilmore's on the market. What is it going to take to get those guys? What do we need to shell out to grab them? Should we risk doing that? Or should we, you know, is, is it okay that we can take four corners within the first four round, or within the first two rounds? We like all four of these guys. Or were these guys going to be more bang for our buck? How was our team going to be going? That's kind of what they're doing right now. They're not zoned in on these guys watching them run a fucking 40-yard dash or their vertical jump. They're, they're talking with their own guys, their scouts, their assistants. You know, I'm talking to the head coach, obviously, the GMs. They're all talking together about free agency, mostly. 
They're talking to other coaches, GMs and players and other assistant coaches on other teams, maybe about said player. Maybe, you know, J.C. Jackson's probably not going to get paid. We know that. I mean, Bill doesn't pay him like that. You know, so maybe Kyle Shanahan, who really needs corners, goes and have a conversation with Bill Belichick about J.C. Jackson. That is what happens. You know, they watch his film. Hey, how is he in? How, how is he leadership-wise? You know, Bill, this and that. And Bill and Kyle are good friends. Bill's going to give him that information because Kyle's going to give Bill information about a lot of guys that they want to pick up. It's how this works. You know, a lot of people think think that coaches hate each other, or that, like GMs, that you should never share information. They all share information. You know who they don't share information with? Me and you. They share information with each other, but they don't share information with fucking me and you because we don't need to know that because we're scrubs. We're not in the league. Okay? We're on our we're on our couch watching and drinking beer. We're not we're not putting in the fucking hours of the day. We're not doing that. These guys are clearly more smarter than us. They don't need to tell us shit. They tell each other stuff. That's what I like about the combine. You start getting a lot of these stories, but you really, you can't just watch NFL Network, right? You can't just look at what Adam Schefter is going to put about how fucking big Kenny Pickett's hands are. Does anybody really give a fuck that Kenny Pickett has nine inch hands? Well, I don't care. I, I want my quarterback, like, yeah, I want him to have big hands and throw. But Adam, do we really need to tweak that out, buddy? Hey, breaking news. Kenny Pickett measured in at 8.5 and a half inches for his hand size. Who gives a rip? Honestly. Who gives I guarantee you Andy Reid doesn't. Bill Belichick doesn't. Kyle Shanahan doesn't. Uh, Sean McVay, who just fucking won a Super Bowl, is popping bottles in that booth, doesn't give a fuck. I'm telling you. This is, the combine is not so much about the players as it is about the coaches and the general managers and everything that's going on up there and all the networking and all the talking that they're doing. I actually find it fucking super exciting because when you get in and you dig in some of these things that happen... All of a sudden, last year, we had the Mac Jones, and then, boom, it switched from Mac Jones to Trey Lance at the Combine because because uh, uh, Kyle was talking to other guys about Trey, how they felt about Trey, and, you know, you get a little leakage. You get a little leakage because they want a little leakage, and you have reporters there, and they may overhear things, and Adam's friend with this guy, and Ian's friend with that guy, and so on and so forth. But this is what the Combine's about breaking bread with each other, getting fucking hammered at night with the other coaches and talking a little free agency ball. And the last thing I want to hit on today is uh, news from Amazon. Reportedly, Sean McVay, you know, the guy that just won uh, a Super Bowl for the head coach of the Rams at 36 years old. Yeah, that guy. He turned down a hundred million dollars to go to Amazon. McVay turned down a hundred million dollars to go to Amazon. And I honestly... I, I, I read that and I said, right decision. Immediately in my head was the right decision. McVay's about to make $20 million a year for at least the next four to five seasons. He's going to have Matt Stafford for at least the next three to four years. And we've seen he has an, he has a, he has an owner that has unlimited cash and is willing to do anything it is, anything in his power to win a football game. And we've seen it and it worked. Went to two Super Bowls, won one. And this is the formula that Sean McVay, I'm sure, is going to operate at, at a high level. They're going to try to keep big guys around him. And when those big guys leave, let's say uh, Von Miller retires. Bon, okay, Aaron Donald retires. Okay, those guys are gone. Well, let's go out and get a couple other big guns. Let's go out and spend, you know, 15, 20, 23 million dollars on just some big guy, defensive guy. We need an Aaron Donald replacement. Boom. Let's get another guy in the end to match Jalen Ramsey. Whatever it is. Let's, uh, okay, we're not keeping Odell. Well, Robert Woods is coming back. Let's get another slot guy inserted in here. 
whatever it is, they're going to they're gonna do whatever it takes to win. McVay turned down $100 million, right move. Who's to say McVay doesn't win, I don't know, what, what if McVay wins, what if McVay retires with two Super Bowls? Been to three, one, two. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. Right? What if, what if for whatever reason, I mean, they just buy a bunch of shit and they do it and we have another, we just got a Rams dynasty here. And then, and within the next five years, McVay wins two more Super Bowls. Retires a three-time Super Bowl champion. He's a great enough coach to do it. He really is. So it was definitely the right move. I'd turn that shit down all day because he's going to be able to make so much more money for the rest of his life. He does not need. Now, now maybe in a couple, maybe in what, four, three, four, five years, he gets burned out. You know, maybe he wins another one. Maybe he doesn't. But he gets a little burned out. He's like, all right, I'm ready to help for TV. That's fine. He's made for TV. Sean McVay would instantly probably be the best on TV. It would be like him, Romo, Aikman, immediately. He is that, I think he would be that good, instantly that good. So I'm fine with seeing Sean McVay up in the booth or as an analyst somewhere, but not right now. Maybe four or five years. But for the next half decade, McVay is going to dominate. And so since Amazon couldn't get themselves Sean McVay. Big, big, big reports now. Big rumors are cooking up here that Kirk Herbstreet, the college game day analyst, is in talks with Amazon for doing their Thursday night football. And apparently it's going to be a pretty good chunk of change. I don't know if it's going to be that Sean McVay $100 million, but I imagine it's close. And Herbstreet, for those of you who don't watch college football, first of all, you should. I don't I mean if you're listening to this podcast, I I would be shocked if you didn't watch college football. But he's done Kirk has done everything there is to do in college football. He's called national championships. He's called SEC championships, Big Ten, countless bowl games. He's on college game day. And, and he's done everything. He's a former Ohio State quarterback. He has done everything there is to do. And he has been their number one guy. For a decade and a half. For 15 years, it's been like Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet. Those have been the faces of college football. And I know Lee is kind of, Corso's kind of hanging on by a strand right now. I mean, I, if you watched college game day last year, it just didn't look good most of the weeks. And Kirk Herbstreet has said it multiple times that he doesn't respect, other than his parents, anybody more than Lee Corso. He loves that guy. That guy made Herbstreet Herbstreet. He did. If Corso was never there, Herbie would never be this big. But my advice to Kirk, take the job. If they're offering you as much money as this enormous big amount of cash, take it. And if he does take it, it's kind of like a retirement in a way. We know that Kirk is going to be he's going to be down the road a little bit. Because you go there, you sign a four-year deal with Amazon, you make a shit ton of money, like $100 million or whatever it is, and then you're retired. And then you just go off and do whatever you want to do. Now, if you want to stay with the NFL, cool. But the NFL is so much easier than college. And Herb has already done so much in college. So much. I mean, interview player after player. I mean, it's a bunch of kids. You have like 120 kids on a roster. I mean, 50 fucking four on, in the NFL. 53, whatever it is. Now, that's it. And it's, it's, it's a lot easier to call. You'll have an analyst one day a week. You don't have to travel from fucking Michigan to Ohio State to California to Florida every week. I mean, you do, but not not like how they do on college game day. They got to be there so much earlier. They, they set up, they do a bunch of stuff beforehand. Herb Street's at, at, in, in the city like two days before Saturday. He's in there like Thursday. He's in the city. That's, that's tiring. That weighs on you. 
go to the NFL and guess what? You're on Amazon. It's one, it's two private flights flights every week. The private flight to get to the city that you're going to and the private flight back. That's all it would be, Herbie. I say take the job because I would love, love to have a little Herb Street on Thursday Night Football. If I can't get McVay, I'll take Herbie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to go ahead and wrap it today. You know, like I said, just a short, sweet pod. I just wanted to hit on a couple big topics. You know, the combine this week, obviously a big one. Kyler Murray drama, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, But I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, You know, uh, thanks for being there with me, pulling through on this. You know, it's sad. You know, I'm probably going to be sad for a while now. You know, it's tough. It's tough to lose. It's like losing a family member. But, you know, I figured, listen, just go out, throw on a pod, Start talking football, make you feel a little better. And I got to say, it did. It did make me feel a little bit better talking some ball. So I appreciate everybody listening. I will talk to you, everybody, next week. Enjoy the combine this week. You don't really need to watch too much, but I do. I definitely watch. Big golf this week. Arnold Palmer Invitational in my, well, like where I used to live, thir- like literally 15 minutes in Orlando where I used to live for a couple of years. Huge, great tournament. Turn that on. Throw some bets. We got some amazing hockey games on. Just because there's no football on, folks. Doesn't mean you can't get your sports on. I'll see everybody next week. Have a good weekend. Peace.